What's a day in the life of a UX designer like? is one of the most pertinent questions asked about this supposedly nerdy individual who gets to design things in order to solve user problems. And out of 93.6 million Google search results, it's almost impossible to get a satisfactory answer to this question. So we thought of inviting Rafter UX designer Jessica Sagu whose uniqueness lies mostly in her fingerprints and who likes to practice dolce far niente, an Italian concept for the art of doing nothing. Hello Curious Minds, this is Tanushri and you are listening to Design, Art and Tech Podcast, brought to you by Moonraft Innovation Labs. On today's episode, take a ride into the stream of consciousness with Jessica, as she shares her fortuitous journey as a UX designer with you all. Hello, hi, this is Jessica. I have been working at Moonraft uh, as a designer for some eight months now. And I'm glad for this opportunity to record a podcast because this is one of my firsts and I was granted the freedom of just choosing any topic and talking about it. Uh, but with that freedom of choice came a lot of vacillation and I couldn't decide on one topic. So I decided to just take some internet help and I'm just going to type into the search bar uh, questions one should ask oneself as a designer since that is my job Uh, and I'm just going to answer the questions that pop up so I've already done that and I've listed the questions down and I've tried not to take a look at them so that um, it's very impromptu and uh, unplanned my answers Uh, so it's in a literary fashion it could be like a stream of conscious way of uh, telling things so yeah so the first question is uh, why did you become a designer okay I'll be very honest (laughs) it was not a choice Uh, I just fell into this much by chance Uh, you know there's this time after school when you're giving so many entrance exams and hoping you'd get somewhere and that's how I got into design and I after getting into it I figured out this is something that suits me, uh, that I have not known much about uh, or at all about and it's an entirely uncharted area and I could probably have fun doing the things that you know design entails and that has not pretty much changed. I enjoyed my bachelor's in design through and through. The courses were just baffling in terms of the type of things that they asked us to do, the way they made us see things. Uh, increasing observation uh, with such small measures that I'm now that I think back design has been a very good field and I don't know if I'll continue into it but definitely I'm glad for <laughs> uh, falling into design okay uh, the next question what is your design approach Okay, I <laughs> I absolutely hate this question. Uh, I I okay. 
that's that's a very broad question and i would i you know i'm going to skip this question <laughs> i can write pages on this or against it <laughs> uh because i don't know this this design design approach is not devoid of design really like who you are as a person as a designer at least in my rhetoric it affects the way that i am it affects my design approach and on a very a very theoretical base i think we go about just you know traversing the topic uh knowing a bit about it getting to the users then knowing them uh and then somehow connecting dots uh i don't know if that's the best way but that is the way that has been successful till now but i do believe that prototyping and iterations uh are personally some uh milestones in the process that have proved very effective for me uh i remember i was doing the this uh post the this um, it was a course uh, we had to design posters for public health uh, office uh, public health communication for semi literate or illiterate uh, women and men in living in bastis and slums and in my own world i drew such posters with cool illustrations and in my own fashion i was trying to be very creative with them uh, and just going into the area into the basti and testing them out with people showing it to them and asking them what they kind of infer from it i was baffled i i, I think most of them failed uh, and uh, the output we ended at was so simple than what we had started with you know knowing all about the art movements and illustration styles uh in the end what mattered was uh, the content and how effective it was so yeah iterations and prototyping would be my approach or at least a part part of the approach uh yeah okay next question how would you describe your design research mm <laughs> yeah so i think this is primary uh primary intention or habit is to just go online type the topic out first get to know about it you yeah, like swim in the pool of all the information that is there on the cloud and then i think i try to if i can if it's possible within the scope of the project i try to take myself away from it and go out into the field at least that's what Uh, design education or getting that uh, exposure is allowed in college it's very much less so uh, in the fast fast pacedness of things in uh, you know uh, the corporate world uh, but yes um, in the in the, in college you you're given that freedom to just go figure things out and so my design research was very much off internet i would actually go to the library i would actually go to people we had this um, course in which we had to uh, make a product uh, or change the way or improve functionality uh, which was used in indian kitchens pretty often on a daily basis so i remember we took up the steamer uh, or idli maker and we went to people's houses to see how they used that particular product and 
you know ended up with concepts of our own finding the pain points uh, so yeah i would definitely prefer that type of user research uh, however much it is held from us <laughs> due to a lot of things myriad amount of things uh, okay i think i've spent too much time on this question uh, so the next question is uh, how would you describe your work in influences uh my work how would i describe it so for a long time my work followed rules and consciously so in for the past few months uh and i will be talking apart from work uh you know the personal work that i do uh because the 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 work that i do as a job is pretty much defined by strict guidelines still so my personal work now is not trying to go opposite to rules but just interpreting them in a different fashion which was something which i never did like i was a horse with blinders throughout college it was towards the later years that i started testing things out just going a little haywire or just seeing if i can uh, intentionally in, you know plant some contingencies uh, into the output even the illustrations or products or my presentations <laughs> the smallest things uh, so yeah i would describe my work now as uh, uh, calculably disorganized at least that's the approach i am at and would try to explore and i am trying to explore that it doesn't work very well all the time but yeah it's it's a, it's a learning ha huh, and uh, my influences Hmm. Um, I I remember people taking so many names through the first year of college about you know Dieter Rams and uh, uh, Eric Gill, uh, other fancy names. Uh, wh- while their work is beautifully enriching and has influenced me, I've never picked on one person. I mean, I mean, in terms of movement, let's say I love Art Deco, but that. wouldn't mean i do not like aspects from art movo so it's a mix of everything i i don't know whatever i see whatever i can pick so and one of my favorite art deco artists would be am cassandra uh he i think his posters were a revolution the style of illustration is something i i've tried to even like imitate and i've had trouble with but uh, yeah because imitation is one thing like it, and i think i picked up a very legendary person but he yeah i really admire his work uh, which was kind of a milestone in terms of visuals and illustrations in poster in the world of print hmm uh okay and there are many i just even muller brockman his posters are just simple but so effective then there's cruz diaz he works with color so awesome uh yeah the way color interacts in his works it's simple but i don't know it just hits me so much uh yeah and also i remember i was in paris once in saint pompidou uh i had never liked the style or uh, mondrian's work but just standing there staring at the frame in all its magnanimity i think i was i was quite attracted to it, it I don't know why it was just the color 
the yellow the blue the red and the right amounts but well uh, i think it's one thing this looking at it uh, from the screen and just looking at it in person well glad for that opportunity uh, okay uh, the next question what would be the future of design or the next big thing i have to admit i hate such questions i hate anticipating the future i will be grateful enough if i can traverse this present in a very equitable fashion as to manage my own <laughs> inhibitions and look up to others' expectations but uh, okay so anyway i don't know f- the future of design i have this weird idea that everything would be so pixel perfect that we'd have such good interfaces everything looks perfect these apps look absolutely amazing stunning that people are to use to looking at good things and now they 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 really want something to look not perfect and you know the per- the perfection is annoying them and they want a pixel here and there and so they you know start going backwards and start introducing their own contingencies contingencies in these things and i don't know it's it's like a visual utopia everything looks super pretty and and everything is a piece of design not not art you know everything is template uh it's an a perfect template that you know artists have to just come and save the day uh yeah i don't know i i i'm pretty sure this doesn't answer the question that goes around it but yeah so the next big thing is i think just mm, you know letting perfection leak a bit um uh, and admire that <laughs> this goes absolutely opposite to uh, my current preoccupations but hmm that's my view anyway i think i can hold views uh i think this would be the last question it has gotten pretty boring till now for uh anyone who's listening to this jargon uh and that's not self deprecatory i mean i, I that's <laughs> an honest gauge of uh, the content i'm spouting uh okay so yeah please describe why would why you would like to work with a team and why would you like to work alone oh this is interesting uh yeah so why would i like to work with a team because i am not uh if i am not around people it i don't know design is so much the peopleness of people it's the pain points it's the mistakes they make through those pain points that our jobs are existing so uh, i think as a designer one needs to be around people and much observation comes from that uh and i would like to work in a team because it sucks like the way i work alone that's it's if i were to be left to my own whimsical desires i i don't think i'd move very forward or uh would have much content of matter uh yeah mm, yeah so working in a team at least what have have i experienced here in office the output cannot be claimed by one but still the sense that i get once i see that one presentation already and you know packed 
packaged to be sent it feels like it it, it is this uh, proud feeling of being part of such a good team who could put up put this up together in such a short time uh yeah so i i cannot deny how uh, important it is to work in a team and even though i have misanthropic tendencies i would never not uh, want to work in a team uh and why would i like to work alone because there are times when you just don't want to talk to others and there you just want to reflect on your own work uh or the happenings of the day the way the process went after something is over so it's equally good to just sit with your device i think these days devices and humans are one so it's equally important to sit with your device alone <laughs> and judge the kind of things that you've been creating doing talking about or what others are up to so the alone time at work gives you that uh time frame to think about so many other things which will definitely not come up if you're already just talking on talking so yeah i i dearly love working alone and actually most of the time i'm working alone and whenever i go into the team part it's i'm prepared because i have worked alone i'm prepared for the team work now <laughs> so yeah good mix of both and i've answered these questions very broadly and badly i'm pretty sure <laughs> and i'm absolutely <laughs> sorry for all the ums and ohs and connecting <laughs> the connectors <laughs> in my speech <laughs> uh, but yeah that is about it some questions i asked myself as a designer Hope you did not absolutely not like it. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks Jessica. It was a pleasure to stream your candid thoughts on being a designer. Very insightful to learn how we could maintain a healthy balance between self-critique and a sense of detachment. and be able to view our work in an external context thank you to our listeners for tuning into design art and tech podcast stay tuned to hear freshly brewed stories from the raft and exclusive conversations outside realms of our typical work with the hope to slow down ground ourselves and reshift our focus to give our minds the breathing room it needs to grow and expand look for it on www.moonraft.com as well as on our social media handles that is facebook.com/moonraft instagram.com/moonraft and linkedin.com/company/moonraft innovation labs private limited you can also subscribe to it on your favorite podcast channels like spotify google podcasts and pocket casts i hope you all stay safe and curious until next time